0: Welcome to the Spectrum Lounge podcast, where we discuss creatives of color disrupting the game in TV, film, and pop culture. I am your host, Rebecca Theodore Vachon, and on this episode, we chat with actor Niambi Niambi, who plays investigator Jade Persia on the CBS all-access hit drama, The Good Fight. Take a listen. You know, I... Actually, I'm a huge fan of The Good Wife. And um, I had watched, I started watching The Good Fight, but then I didn't have CBS All Access. So now with this quarantine, I had so many shows that I had to catch up on and that mm-hmm. show was on my list. So I actually, um, I watched it through my Amazon Prime account. Um, and I th- I believe I, I think I um, binged watched it in like over a weekend. I started like on a th- friday and, mm-hmm. and ended on sunday it's so good <laughs> yeah it's such, it's such, it's such a great show so you play jay to persia is that correct right. yeah, jay to persia yeah, yeah,
1: jay to persia yeah. uh, so
0: you are the uh one of the investigators yes um for reddick bozeman um so can you tell us a little bit about your character and how you came to the role
1: uh, yeah, so I played Jay Depersia, who's the uh, in-house investigator who who was the lead investigator uh, for Reddick Bozeman Kohlstad uh, before it became Reddick Bozeman Lockhart. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, uh, brought on a protege, per se, who's now become my uh, my uh, my partner when it comes to investigating, and that's uh, Marissa Gold, played by the, um, mm-hmm. the awesome and great Sarah Steele. Um, the way I came to the role um it was really quick um everything happened so quickly there was it was a tuesday i remember getting the um the uh the script and the audition and they were like can you put yourself on tape for this audition i said okay Mm -hmm. you need it end of the week next week they were like we need it tonight and i was like whoa okay tonight (laughs) all right um i gotta figure out who this guy is i gotta figure you know all of the um you know, the things uh, an actor needs to figure out to be able to do an mm-hmm. audition, you know, that fast. And right. so um, did the audition, put it on tape, sent it out that night. The next morning, um, got the uh, the call that, um, that CBS really loved me, the Kings loved me, everyone loved me, and uh, they're going to fly me out that day from Los right. Angeles to New York. And mm-hmm. flew me out that day. And I started filming the next morning, like six. My goodness! Yeah, are you
0: serious? That is like the quickest turnaround. (laughs)
1: That's
0: amazing. It it was quick. Quick.
1: Yeah, and what's crazy? uh, I shot, I shot once. I shot, um, I want to say one, maybe two scenes, uh, mm -hmm. and then they flew me right back to LA. So I was like, wow, yeah, it was quick. It was quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's such an amazing cast. Christine Baranski, Kush Chris Jumbo, Delroy Lindo, and Audrey McDonald. I mean, what is yeah. it like working with such a stellar cast?
1: I mean, it's it's an amazing cast to work with. Like you said, Christine Baranski, Audrey McDonald, Delroy Lindo, Chris Jumbo, as well as Michael Boatman, Sarah Steele, who I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had great people come through like Rose Leslie, uh who who was amazing um yeah. uh, you know for our for our first three seasons Erica Tazzle season one uh Justin Bartha for the first two seasons. Um yeah. we now have Zach Greiner, who's a part of our, our show um who's great uh John Laroquette uh who's amazing. I mean just a, a lot of great um uh, actors have come through and of course the, the great uh and brilliant guest stars that we have come through as well. Um yeah. my number one of course was Lou Gossett, Jr. And, uh, you know, that, that, that was royalty to me. Uh, yes. So to be able to be in the same scene with him is great.
0: Right. And that storyline, I did not see that coming.
1: <laughs> nah, no, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we were introduced to his character in season two. Um, so he's sort of like the civil rights icon, like this lion mm-hmm. um, of yeah. activism. And then in season two, we find out that uh, all that glitters is not gold. Mm-hmm. Um And that his character, uh, we understand that he had sexually assaulted and sexually harassed um, some of the female, some of the former female employees um, at Reddick Bozeman. What was your reaction when you when you saw that storyline or you heard about it? I
1: mean, I was shocked. But at the same time, you know, um, our show is very uh, close to the pulse of what's happening now. And. you know at, at the time when we, we shot that and we and and it aired remember um the the me too movement was really at the height of uh of the zeitgeist and everyone's conversation and so it was our way of 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 uh dealing with that and and uh, having having a conversation about that through that and mm-hmm. um you know you saw brilliant work from Audrey McDonald uh, um yes um, you know having to deal with um you know a father who um everyone looked up to and in, including herself and how do, how does how does she how does the firm you know move on you know uh from that um right and uh yeah i mean we we do a really a really um uh i, I mean i think we do an amazing job of exploring uh the uh the national conversation the global conversation and in, in, in some respects um Mm. in a way that no other television show does
0: right yeah no i agree and i think what was um so great about that episode is um just kind of seeing what's happening in real time with like r kelly and bill cosby um and some of our you know black icons and what was interesting about that episode was seeing the spectrum of um reactions because we had you know the secretary that had sex, that he sexually assaulted. Um, and she decided to keep quiet. And then there was another secretary throughout the investigation. We find out there was another secretary and there was this really interesting conversation where the secretary said, I'm not going to say anything. Like, you know, we need to keep his legacy intact. And so I would never bring down a black man. And I, I, I couldn't help but think about the conversations we've seen about our real life, um, you know black activists and icons where it's it's yeah. sort of the image where we have to preserve that so it's yeah, it's that was such a it's
1: fast it's a it's it's fascinating man you know because in terms of uh you know you look at someone um like like bill cosby uh for many people for many comedians for many you know actors from uh, he was a huge influence on them in terms of their decision to become a uh, Comedian, or their uh, the decision to be uh, you know an entertainer, and uh-huh. um, uh, his characters, the people that he he portrayed, and the image that he um, he uh, portrayed uh, was such a huge influence on um, many of us uh, black folks, you know, and right. um, and then it becomes that interesting thing of like well. I mean do I ignore the sort of the, the positive things that I got from you know that image um or you know like how do like how do you navigate that now that you have all the information uh yeah. because um who you are and where you are um uh began with an influence like that you know and so it's 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 a question of um how do, you know, I think compartmentalizing um, who this person was and and um, and how you 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 uh, deal with the narrative of who he is as a whole person.
0: Right. So yeah. I I wanted to ask you. I mean, being a, a male actor um, with the Me Too movement, like, how yeah. have you felt as far as being on set, working with yeah. women co-workers, Like, what has what? How are Michelle and Robert King like how are the producers and the executive producers and you personally um contributing to making sure that we have that you have a safe work environment
1: on the good fight Well I mean look it's like to me I think it's it's it, it's it's just you you it's basics you know in terms of how you treat you you treat people uh you know let alone women but just in, and it's just respect and just um, being completely respectful of, of people's space, of where where they come from, who they are, and, and and not assuming, you you know, and and um uh, I mean, you you just have to approach every relationship with respect, and that's just how that's who I am, that's how I am, and that's how I've always been. And so, um, as far as the adjustment, I I didn't feel like there was one for me. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, what you hear from folks is that they're like, well, I'm not going to, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, I guess, uh, hug someone or say hi to someone or this, whatever There, you know, there is a way to do those things where, um, you, you ask permission. There's a, there's a, mm-hmm. there is a, a hum a humane way of connecting with people. And I think, um, um, I think the, the, thing, the number one thing that people do not do that I think okay. is super important when it comes to interacting with folks is listen. And uh, when you listen, you'll know how to uh, approach a relationship, you know how, to, how that relationship begins and continues. If you listen, if you spend your time listening, then the, the, the relationship is easy um and uh i think a lot of times people don't listen and 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 that's where you find yourself you get yourself in trouble so um i think um i think you know we have a wonderful environment in terms of or what's been established on on the uh, on set uh because um on set we have amazing women on set uh, it's also uh the good wife was around for 8 years mm-hmm. prior to the good fight and so it's the same crew uh, same producers, uh, you know, of course, the same writers. And so, um, uh, you know, with some, it would turn over in the writer's room uh, to adjust to the, the storylines that we're, t- we're telling now. Um, but it's a well-oiled machine in terms of how uh, people respect one another.
0: Right. Um, I, I did want to talk about your character because um, what some of the obver- observations, I was, you know, talking to a friend of mine who's a huge fan of the show as well. And...
1: Shout out um, to, okay. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so I was like, you know, I really love the Jade to Persia character. So we were kind of I was kind of giving her a recap of season one. And I was like, I like it. But I was like, you know, I wish that they would like just let Jade do his job. <laughs> like I want to see no, him like in the field. And so it was it was such a pleasant to, surprise to see, like in season two and three, that they gave you so much more to do, not only on the professional side, um but also on the on the personal side uh one of my favorite episodes was um i think it was day 785 that was where jay um is taken in by ice
1: yeah and he yeah. has
0: this whole immigration problem so was did that idea come from you from the writers and how much input did you have
1: um, you know, with that when it comes to some of these storylines and and some of the uh, you know the the backstory um, I mean, that was, uh, you know, the ICE uh, situation was, uh, was was and continues to still be very much a part of our national conversation in mm-hmm. terms of how we deal with immigration. Um, right. But then also um, conversations that I know that they had with Kush Jumbo, uh, who's also, who's you know, a Nigerian Brit. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, conversation they had with me, who's a Nigerian American. Um mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you sort of throw stories out there and 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 then forget about it, and then um, you get a script and you're like, wait a second, this feels so close. Where have I heard this before? Oh, this is a story that that's uh, you know one of the cast members had, had shared, or this is something that I just casually tossed away, and then and and now it's in the script. So that's kind of how um, you know some of things, some of these things uh, come about um sort a sort of a marriage uh between some of the stories we would tell uh in conversation, but but then um what's actually happening in um in the uh, in our, our current social situation. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's kind of dope to see that, to see you know, our you know the things that we we've seen and what we've gone through gone through be explored um, through through uh, our our art form.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I really like, too, about your character is how he's really stepped up to sort of be like this moral compass for the firm and for the characters on the show. And so my favorite scenes are when you actually when your character actually goes toe to toe with Adrian Bozeman, because,
1: you know, yeah, that's yeah, definitely
0: Lindo. Yeah, um, Lindo. <laughs> so can yeah, you tell man. us a little bit about about working with him and have those kind of intense scenes, those those confrontational scenes?
1: yeah 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 no so Del- delroy's great man he he really um you know we've 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 come to to have a great relationship um know, of course on screen and, and off screen and you know i guess i mean i'm i'm just that that, that dude that like that that likes to break the ice in in mm-hmm. some way you know and delroy's very you know very serious cat um but first and first thing i did was i made fun of him just because you know the first thing i did. You know, I'll right. tell him things like, because I knew he originated the role of Harold Loomis uh, on Broadway, mm-hmm. um, you know, and Joe Turner's come and gone. And, um, and uh, like, I, I was like, um, I was like, hey, yo, man, I heard, uh, you know, I saw this production uh, of of... Uh, Joe Turner's coming, coming, gone. That I heard was the greatest before, like production ever at PS one fifty one. I like a name some like high school, and um, <laughs> he burst out laughing. Um, you know, I just say silly things like that. You know, um, yeah. and um, but then, it, it, but he knew that it was all coming from respect because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be like hands down, man, uh, like. West Indian Archie and Malcolm X was my, my jam. Like you, you yes. touched it, right? <laughs> yes. So mm-hmm. like, um, you know, having conversations about, you know, that and then just talking about uh, him coming, you know, coming up, you know, in the, in the theater, you know, right. uh, you know, working with August Wilson, um, you know, working on uh, on uh, Fugard plays back then, you know, working with, um, with uh, James Earl Jones and all that. So hearing all the stories, um is great you know it it just it 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 feels it does feel like a father-son relationship when it comes to um what's happening um you know off screen yes but what what you see on screen yes
0: um
1: so so when you see us go toe-to-toe you know you feel like it's family going toe-to-toe
0: right i one of the um one of the confrontations they had, uh, was the whole discussion about how Reddick Bozeman had been hiring more white lawyers yeah. and more white associates. And so there's, you know, the scene where he's talking, um, to Adrian about that. And also when he's in the car, um, with Kush Jimbo's character and she's sort of like, he's sort of like, yeah, you know, the associates, they, they like you, but they're, you're kind of distant, you know? So there's this conversation of, of blackness, right. Or how they kind of see mm-hmm. her kind of to the side. And then, you know, you, your character also, you know, bringing light to Adrian, that there is a bias. There's a bias as far as gender. And the fact that a lot of the white associates and the white lawyers don't come to Jay uh, when they need um, investigative work, they turn towards Melissa. So this this whole thing of race versus gender where, you know, um, age, you know, your character, Jay is a black man, but then Marissa is a white woman, is a white Jewish woman. Yeah. So then, mm-hmm. you know, there's, it, there's no easy answers. And I, I love how the show just complicates things like nothing is ever really black and white.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, there's no easy answers and, and you, so you, you, you know, first and foremost, you know, Adrian, he, he, we're running a business, and he's doing, he's doing what he what he can um, to to make the business run and run well, and oh, wow. so he's looking at the numbers in 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 that way, and for me, um, I'm looking at it in terms of like the historical um, elements um and then actually the the decisions that that are being made and and how they're being made how it's affecting um not only uh me but then how it's affecting uh the makeup of the firm um it's sort of making up uh, how it's it's um affecting the original premise of what the firm stood for and so uh one of my favorite lines was uh, i want to say it was season 1 i think it was season 1 maybe season 2 where, um, there was a, um, a ricin incident and, yeah. um, yeah. And then, I, you know, I question, I find the guy who, 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 who did it, you know, who, who sent the, uh, the, the uh, the fake alert or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, you know, sort of coax the information, I, co- I coax, uh, a, 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 confession out of him. And then Marissa says that was cold. And I said, well, I don't work for him. I work for the firm
0: tell you that cracked yeah. me up that scene was probably yeah. one of my favorite he was like I was just doing my job and so yeah, yeah um, I mean and you and you, you agree with Jay yeah because he we clearly see where joy where Jay's loyalty lies but we also know that he's not afraid to call you know Adrian and the other partners no. on their, you know no. BS on their shenanigans um yeah. so what can we expect from season four with your character what can we expect
1: well, uh, with this new season, this new season, we, we deal a lot, of, a lot in, in, in uh, secrets and lies, you know, in terms of conspiracy theories and how do they affect the firm? How do we navigate through the conspiracies that, that are out there? The, the, the people who want to sort of, of uh, keep us in check. Um, it's really an exploration in, in terms of, um, you know, how do we, how do we come back uh, because, you know, last season, season three, you know, we ended up losing our biggest, our biggest um, uh, client, which was Chum Hum, you know, right. and which is like, you know, I guess like Google, you know, per se. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we're, 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 we're trying to find a way to survive. And so we get bought up by this, um, we, you know, acquired by this other uh, law firm, a larger law firm. And, um, you know, they've hired us for whatever reason they've hired us, which you'll find out why, uh, mm-hmm. which is also uh, an interesting and funny thing. Uh, not so funny, but, you know, funny to us black folks. And because, um, <laughs> you know, how you just like. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. um, yeah, yeah. It's one of those mm-hmm moments, you know, um, everybody, every black person knows what that is. when you just, we, uh, know. We, we, we know. We know. We well, you know. know. We know. You know
0: what's been interesting is that, um, I think this was a couple of weeks ago. Um, there was a clip of the good fight that went viral. Um, this was the episode where Adrian was on that, uh, I think it was a, a news show, sort of like a news panel, yeah, and yeah. and it was that whole debate of the N word, where the 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 two white uh, male correspondents were like, well, why can't we say the N word? And then Adrian is just, just like, okay, you say it, you can say it, I'll say <laughs> it with you. And, and what was interesting that it was that people who were not familiar with the show actually yeah. thought it was for real, like they actually thought it was yeah. done or and then what happened, you know, people were explaining that it was actually from the good fight. And it was it was fascinating to see people who had not been with the show, you know, especially now being in lockdown. They were like, oh, I need to watch this show just based on that clip.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So it'd be, I, I'd be interested to see how like how the metrics have changed since that since that viral went. That's uh, viral amazing,
1: clip. man. It's amazing yeah. because, uh, the, you know, I had a, I had a similar moment, a similar moment where um Uh, I mean, it didn't, it didn't, I don't think it went went viral like that, but it still went viral enough for me because I was, you know, the people coming at me uh, for it, but Mm -hmm. the whole, um, you know, episode where we're, um, uh, we're dealing with the, uh, the alt-right group who are suppressing the voters. Um, Yes. uh, Yeah. And so I had that monologue straight to, um, to a camera and people thought that that was me. You know, the, wow. you because know, it was just that clip that was out there and people <laughs> thought it was just it was me. And I was like, no, nah, that's Jade the Persia. That's not me, right? <laughs> like, the character a on the television show.
0: That's how convincing you are. That's how great of an actor you
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um,
0: so I, I wanted, I did want to talk to you uh, really quickly because I know that you're a self-avowed blurred. Yeah. Shout out, blurred, And thank so uh, blurred funny tonight. enough, a, a couple of weeks ago, I had actually... Watched uh Death of Superman and mm-hmm. The Reign of the Superman, uh, mm-hmm. the animated movies from DC. And I was, you know, when I was doing research before interviewing you, and then it was like, oh my God, he voiced Martian Manhunter. <laughs> oh, I didn't even yeah. know that. <laughs> um, so I mean, d- just kind of tell us like what I what I did find what I do find interesting about Martian Manhunter throughout DC animated and also in the live version, um, we've had I think you're like the seventh or the eighth black actor to voice Martian Manhunter. We also have a live action version um, on Supergirl played by David Harewood. And I remember I I had spoken to him a couple of years ago and I was like, you know, asking him, why do you think that is? Why is there this uh, preference or this, this idea of having black actors um, either voice or play Martian Manhunter? Um, And I just wanted to, to get your, your take on, on what that, means to you
1: um you know for me i i think um uh you know i don't i don't know how deep they went with it in terms of dc in terms of just casting you know that character black because he's he's just someone that's you can very easily say you know he's black because he's a shapeshifter um, mm. but uh for me personally what i love about them casting someone black is because um uh you know Martian Manhunter John Jones um in order to I I think his whole thing is about empathizing with humanity uh in in, in many ways. And I think um if you really take the time to know and understand the history and, and plight of of uh black folks, and I say black folks, African Americans, Africans, you know, here and abroad, um mm-hmm. Um, I feel like uh, he empathizes with them and, uh, and then at the same time, um and I say them us, and at the same time, um in order to be invisible uh in many ways, uh, you know, I think of Ralph Ellison's uh, invisible man in order to be invisible uh, and sort of walk among uh, man and and take the time to really know and understand uh, humanity. Um, uh, who other than, uh, someone black to sort of navigate that world, because in many ways we are invisible, uh, to, uh, the masses. And, um, and so I, you know, I find that very interesting to, you know, that that it's, it, it just layers it to me in, in, in ways that, um, I think the original idea of Marshall, Martian Manhunter, um does not
0: mm-hmm. yeah right, yeah so i know you're a big comic book fan um so what are some of the titles you're you're reading right now during quarantine what are what, what are some things uh,
1: during, during quarantine i'm reading of course uh i'm reading i just finished reading lock and key uh which is great um i read a book called bitter root currently and another book called uh, excellence um you know um Two stories that uh, one's about a black family, the other one about a black kid um, who uh, is dealing in in, in uh, the world of uh, wizard, wizardry. Um, uh, both African African Americans, um, uh, African American stories. Um, uh, I'm also going back and reading stuff that I think didn't, didn't get a chance to read, like Hickman's um, Fantastic Four. Um, you know i'm just diving man deep diving into anything and everything that i can right um, now i have the time
0: so. <laughs> i know right <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah, um, I so uh, so for you as far as like the live action side of of comic book movies what character would you want to go for or would you what which character would you want to play <sighs>
1: that's a great question great question um Man, I know friends who've told me that I should look at uh, uh, at Brother Voodoo, but um, you know, in in Marvel. Uh, but um, I would love to, you know, I, I, in in a movie, live action movie. I'd love to actually play uh, Martian Manhunter. I just love, I love Martian Manhunter so much. Yes. That that's he's he's someone I'd love to play in a, in, in a live action movie.
0: Yeah, um, i I was I was just talking. I think I was just watching the Justice League movie. A couple of weeks ago, I think they were playing it on TNT and I was just like, when are we going to get a Justice League too? I would really yeah. like to see that. Yeah, because I know they, they're going in different directions right now, uh, you know, with the Joker movie and Birds Prey yeah. and everything. But I would love for them to circle back <laughs> for us to get that. And also yeah. another Superman yeah, exactly. movie. I was I actually like Henry Cavill in the first one. Man of Steel, amazingly enough, my sister did not know that that was a Superman movie when it came out. I was like, you're going to see the, you're going to see me. Well, on the yeah. scene. She was like, what? she was like, what's that? And I'm like, that is a Superman movie. She was like, I didn't know. That.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, okay. Jon Stewart is another one that uh, be great. Um, you know, mm-hmm. um, as far as DC is concerned, um, trying to think as far as DC Marvel. Uh, I mean, if I, if I'd love to play, you know, be a part of the X-Men in some way. I mean, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Um, yeah. Oh shoot, I'm being hit up. I'm being hit up because it looks like I have to. <laughs> I have to step away.
0: No okay. problem. Thank you so much for for speaking with no, me. No, thank
1: you. Thank yes, you, of course. Angela. Let's do it again.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs>